Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Eilander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. I'm Rob Johnson, new lead singer for Nickelback. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. I'm ready. You want to roll with this? Let's go. This episode is, uh, you want to be a four man, huh? I'm sick of standing in lines for clubs I'll never get in. It's the bottom of the night. I'm never going to win. This life isn't turned out just the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. I want a brand new. You want me to keep going? Yeah, no, no, that's quite enough. <laughs> I was going to say, so uh, uh, you want to be a four man, a brand new house on an episode of Cribs, a bathroom you can play baseball in, a king size tub for 10 and me? That's it. You want to be a four man, huh? want to be a floor man all right tough guy you want to start out with the good news yeah 50 percent of all small businesses start fail yeah 50 percent when we were talking about doing this show and i read that i was like holy crap yeah that's amazing Mm -hmm. that's that's in any industry and probably more so in uh in like the restaurant industry Oh, so, I, I would think the restaurant's going to be much higher. Yeah, that's what I said. Much higher in the restaurant business. Yeah. Um, first of all, um, we're kind of, this episode is uh, some things that you might want to, you, you need to know before you get into the flooring industry, or you will find out in short order before <laughs> becoming a, a flooring contractor. And there's so many things, man. I mean, it's almost overwhelming. And it's almost good. See, here's a way. I think God is pretty smart on how life works. When you start out, you don't know nothing. You you think you know about the flooring business, but you don't know. You have, and it's good that you don't know because it would be too overwhelming if someone sat down and listed a thousand things you need to do to be a a business owner, right? A flooring contractor. Right. It's just like I think when you get old, your eyes go bad for a reason, and your hearing goes bad for a reason. Because you go along, you're happy and everything. Then you put on a pair of glasses that looks that that you see fantastic in. You look at yourself and you go, "Holy shit. <laughs> I think I was better off without the glasses." Uh, life, life, life made more sense without the glasses. Yes, yes. So uh, there is so many things, and we don't want people to get discouraged by this. But but you know, I'll, I'll, you know, this is a I actually. Um, a tribute to the men and women that are in this industry that have that have made it and persevered all these years. Number one, and number two, you want to go in with your eyes wide open, right? You right. want to know what you get yourself into, and I think those things are important. Uh, I'm going to give you a positive right off the bat. You mentioned one. I know you're. I guess you were joking, but kind of not. Um, one of the things about this industry is that I like the most about this industry that you'll that you'll learn in this industry is the people. There are some great people, great, hardworking, wonderful people in this industry. And uh, that's kind of what keeps me interested in it. Uh, I mean, I mean, the people you, you and I have met and, and our customers and our clients and listeners have met uh, from around the world that get a chance to get together and talk floors. And uh, there's just some great people in this industry, man. Honest, hardworking people. And that is a big time plus for me in this industry. Um, you, uh, you know, I think you have to have the right mentality. Um, it, it's, you know, you're going to, you're hiring people. You know what I mean? That in itself, working with people and hiring people, being responsible people is, is, a, is a lot of work. Just that alone. And we all know how hard it is to hire people and what have you. Um, 
let me let me cut in here. Let me, of course, interrupt you. Sure. But I was waiting for you to stop. So you did. Okay. So I, I got a little opening. Right? Thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. And when you were talking about the great people that you and I have met, I want to take that a step further if you're going to start a new business. And when we talked about this show, starting a new business, the stuff that I started reading and search researching and looking into and everything, I really started looking at this the way I wish I had started my business and not the way that I did start my business. You know, that's how I kind of approach this. And one of the, when you were talking about all the great people out there, and I think just about every one of those great people that you're talking about, and it doesn't matter, like you said, there's hundreds of just fantastic guys, is if you're going to start a business, get a mentor. And anybody, including yourself, I know, would love to be a mentor. To a, a, If a guy called you up and said, Wayne, I'm thinking of starting my own business, you know, could you guide me? I think, you know, you'd be a perfect guy for doing something like that. I think you would love to do something like that. But I think there's also hundreds of guys in the business. I, you know, we've had guys on the show who would say that they would do that in a second. So don't go it alone. Yeah. Get yourself a mentor. Um, about five years ago, I mentored a guy getting into business and actually starting his own company who was, um, in, in pretty bad financial situation with somebody else and, uh, went on his own, didn't have much confidence and is wildly successful now That's after awesome. about, about five or six years. And I'm telling you, he's, he's bought another house. You know, he had a small house. He went into a bigger house. Uh, not too long ago, he's got a pontoon boat. He brings his kid out fishing. That was never even, never even thought in a million years he could do that. That's and beautiful, he, man. Yeah, and it, and it is a, one of the greatest feelings for me because uh, we guided him all the way down the path. And then my wife kind of took, uh, took it upon herself to really help him out on the financial side. And uh, so, yeah, and it has been so cool. So, yeah, I'd love to see it. So does he send you like a, a monthly check or a quarterly check? How's that work? Don't want a damn thing. No, the smile on his face, man. And uh, and one time he called me up. He was complaining about being too busy and everything. I said, "Hey, you stop right there, brother. Just think about the old days." He goes, that no, is no. not a complaint, man. Yeah. That complaining about too busy. Yeah. It's like complaining about I got I got so much cash it's falling out of my pockets. It's not yeah. a complaint. Yeah. Wonderful guy. He deserves all the success he gets. The uh, the whole family are just fantastic people. So I'm happy for him. But can I stop right now? And and uh, and I have to say this because when you said meet, meeting wonderful people and, and I did as well. Um, I'm out in California right now, and I t I said I mentioned on the show a while back that uh, we found out. I found out at 60 years old I have another brother and another sister. Well, I met him last week. This was your vacation. Yeah. This is this is the, this is the Wayne Highlander. What I did on my vacation. Yeah. Yes. So they flew over from England. They lived in England their whole lives. Or uh, not, not the sister, but the, the the brother and his girlfriend and his son and, and his son's girlfriend. Four of them. 
And, you know, it's, you're meeting for the first time and you, who knows, right? How that's going to go. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's, it, it could be awkward or whatever. Or it may not go well at all. You know, you just don't know. And Rob, I mean, they were the nicest, the the best people. I, I think I've, I've, I've spent time around and I, I can't remember when. I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was, uh, it, it just could not have been any nicer. So did they know your dad? No, they were adopted when they were six months old. So they never, oh, they, 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 okay. somebody, he did a DNA test to, cause they knew he, you know, he, 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 all he knew was his, his biological dad was probably uh, in the air force and he was American. That's all he knew. Right. But so he did a DNA test, got a match with my cousin and that started the whole ball uh, rolling. So, uh, yeah. And he's a, you know, he was conceived when I was a month old. So we we're very close to the same age. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, super wonderful guy. And uh, so, uh, so funny, man. I mean, and his son, he brought his son with him. And his son is one of the quickest, wittest guy. I, I mean, he is just, it was, a, it was a wonderful, wonderful week. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. So, so how did he turn out, though? I mean, he's your, he's your half brother. Yeah. Does he, does he look like you? So much like my dad that is mind-boggling. Whoa. I mean, it's staring at you. Look at a picture side by side, and it's the same. It's it's unreal. I, I me and my three brothers, we have you know I have I have three brothers, four of us over here, and he looks like him more than all all four of the, uh, of us guys. So. Wow. Yeah, so it was very cool. But yeah, when you said uh, we were talking about, and I was talking about the meeting great people, I have to share that with you. Uh, so anyhow, so uh, successful guy, he very successful guy, and his son is uh, very successful as well, and in the uh, motion picture industry, and um, wow, um, doing very well, and uh, very just wonderful people. So anyhow, a business plan putting together a great business plan because here's what I think happens. And when you just said what you remind me of something uh, when you, when you were speaking a few minutes ago, before I interrupted you with my story, I think sometimes people start, start in business twice. I think they, they get in business and then they realize, Oh, okay. I didn't know exactly what I was doing. Let me start again. Type of deal. You know what I mean? You kind of start, then, then you go get a mentor after you get a few years in and realize, Oh man, maybe I'm over my head or, this is way tougher than I thought it was going to be. And then they got, all right, let's stop. And let's, let's now let's try to do, or they read then then they start reading, then they start. So rather than go through all that, where you go into business and you realize, oh, I didn't know anywhere near what I thought I did. Yes. I know how to do floors, but I blah, blah, blah. Then they start learning how to, to start a business. But as you said, get a men, getting a mentor from the beginning to guide you in this because a lot of people are getting out of the industry now. A lot of you, you know, find someone that's 65, 70 years old, they're getting out of it or they're getting up in age with wouldn't mind being a mentor. I think is these well, number one smartest thing you can do. As you said, we both know great guys that have mentored people. Uh, I think you have to then start with a business plan and what am I all about? What are my goals? What do I want to get out of this? Other than just get up every day and go to work. What, uh, what is it that I want to get out of this business? Because it, it affects your whole lifestyle. And maybe you don't have that mentality that you want that, you know, that lifestyle. Because it, you it typically will work way more than a person that doesn't own their own business. 
not always the case, but even, even guys that say, oh, I only work four days a week. If you really look at those guys that say that, they put in 25 years, you know what I mean? And they've got to a point where they can do that. And they figured out I can charge more money and, I, and these are the jobs that make me the best money. And now I've got my cost down and these did the blah, blah, blah. And I can do this lifestyle. But most of them don't start off that way. Most of them, it's trial and error and learning different things along the way. And maybe they get to a point in their life when they, when they, when they're, you know, they don't have kids anymore or whatever. But typically, you will work a ton more hours than anybody that's working in, in a regular nine to five job. So getting a great business plan. Uh, getting a mentor. Hold on. When you started your business, did you write up a business plan? No, I didn't. I, I didn't know what a business plan was when I started business. Okay, because I'm right there with you. Did not. I did not have a business plan. Our business plan was Pete and I both left my dad. We all right. We're out of here. We're gonna go start our own gig. Our business plan was we went over to the county and we signed up a business name and got a tax ID number. And now we're sanding floors. Yeah. Did you have anybody finance you? Oh my God, no. Who would have financed me? It was right. 1982. It, okay, it, exactly. No, that, yeah. Uh, Peter and I took everything we had, you know, bought the equipment that we didn't have, the truck, the whole thing all completely out of pocket and you know you're already behind the eight ball you know so you i look back at things and when we're talking about doing this and you really start investigating and everything this business plan okay take the time to sit down and write an amazing business plan and i'm going to tell a story and it might take a little little time and i know you don't like my long stories okay oh, I, I, that's not true at all okay i used to work for a distributor a big time player major distributor that eventually a few years back kind of went out of business but they were one of the biggest distributor wood floor distributors in the world that's not such a long story so uh, the next <laughs> one i wanted to say no go ahead <laughs> So the guy that I worked for, he was a vice president and he ran the Albany division. And he tells me his plan one day, he goes, I'm going to start my own gig. Okay. He goes, you want to come with me? And I'm like, well, what are you going to, you know, what do you mean you're starting your own thing? He goes, it's going to be, you know, we're going to sell direct. We're going to um, be a distributor to wood floor contractors and, you know, so I said, yeah, you know, it sounds kind of interesting. And, you know, sometimes you're looking for a ground floor opportunity. So I thought, hey, this is it, you know. So I grabbed it. What's that? Can I ask, can I ask yeah. you one thing before going further? Yes. So was it no kind of alarm bells going off at all when he started his, his business and he picked you as a partner? That is. Oh, no, 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 no. He did not pick me as a partner. Okay. He thought I could be a key employee. Oh, okay. There was no partnerships. Okay? okay. He he knew what I was good at, and that's what he wanted to do. Okay. I was actually part of his business plan. His cousins, who um, owned a couple of mobile stations, they owned a couple of gas stations. Okay. They were also investors and part of his business plan. 
So he comes into the office one day and he goes, hey, I got the financing, the business plan. I said, can I see it? I go, you actually went to a bank and handed them a piece of paper. And he goes, yeah, that's how you do it. And I was like, oh, wish I had thought about asking a bank for money when we first started, right? <clears throat> I started reading through this business plan. And like I said, he talked about the position I was going to do. He talked about the position his sister was going to do and her background in bookkeeping and this and that and the other thing. His cousins with sales. He had projected sales. He had, I mean, this business plan was what was going to happen over the next five years of this business, how he saw it starting, coming, going. I mean, I'm reading through this going, he should do this for a living. He should just run around taking little guys like me who want to start, or you who want to start their business, help them write a business plan. You really start looking into the whole business plan deal. You know, there's all sorts of great suggestions and templates and all sorts of stuff where all of a sudden it opens up your mind to how far you want to take that business. But right away, it opens up financing. And I think that's what's probably why so many businesses fail is they don't have a good financing, good backing behind it. But this guy's story was unbelievable. I mean, we were buying delivery trucks, warehouses, renting warehouses. I, yeah, it was serious. And it was all from his business plan. So this is what I want to tell everybody. If you want to get into the business, this is definitely the way to go, okay? Really, just talk to your mentor. Talk to somebody who's, find somebody who's written business plans. Look at these templates. And this is going to be the first thing you do. Because if I had to do it over again, this would absolutely be the first thing I would do. Yep, we all know that we're, good contractors and love sanding and installing and everything, but it's the business side of it, the financing side, what's going to keep you going, working with banks, things like that. So he had a great business plan. So amazing, amazing business plan, got everything that he wanted from banks and financing. And so how did that turn out now? Right. It all sounds amazing okay first year unbelievable second year we had four stores i was doing diy clinics for homeowners on saturdays we were selling to contractors we were like a distributor that sold direct and sold to contractors we were cutting deals with finish companies flooring companies we were taking over the world i i mean like this, okay? We were a juggernaut. End of year three, bankrupt. No kidding. Bankrupt. Bankrupt at year three. Year one was amazing. Year two, we quadrupled in size, which leads me to my next one. Start slow and small, okay? I mean, this guy had the business plan, he had the backing, but he wanted he wanted everything too quick. 
he wanted it all too quick and it was coming really I'll, I'll tell you what really really killed the business was the money that he spent in advertising we had we had tell i was in a television commercial okay really we had he was running tv ads constantly sunday full page half page newspapers right i mean he was cranking and we had stores in new york massachusetts buffalo i mean we were we were taking over the world just like that like i said and by the second year he had quadrupled and it was the advertising that did it but it was also the advertising that eventually dragged him down brought him down wow third year third year bankrupt done gone wow <laughs> and i just remember thinking to myself when it was all over i was like yep spot that ground floor opportunity baby <laughs> you don't have a bell so i'll give myself a bell on yeah. that one because i remember you know things are going really good and i said to pauline i sat down with her and i said listen i really think <laughs> i really think this is a way for us to go this is a ground floor opportunity I'm going to be one of his key guys, not a partner, but, you know, a key guy to the business. And man, it was, uh, it was like a tornado, man. I mean, it just started up, kicked over, but what really got him going was this amazing business plan. And I was reading through this going, man, this is brilliant. This is definitely the way to start. So for anybody thinking about, doing this okay two things start small and slow put together an amazing business plan if he had stayed smaller you know like i always thought if we had just kept the one store for like three or four years things could have been i think much different but he wanted huge expansion and you've probably seen it with some floor guys they start out one or two guys, maybe one or two trucks. And next thing you know that, you know, they, I, and I don't think we see it as much now as we did maybe back in the nineties where guys wanted 20 trucks. I want 40 guys. I want 20 trucks. I want two guys. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think also, you know, you have to look at um, what, what are your strengths in the, going into a business like this? What do you do well uh, and stick with your strength? And, um, you know, know your uh, man's got his nose limitations, as they say. And um, I think that's a, that's a big part of going into the business. But I, I think you really have to realize how much work is in owning a business if you're going to go down that road. Uh, that's why a lot of guys stay employees. And, and, and I, I've never knocked it. I, I think it's a great option, probably a much better option for a lot of people than owning their own business. It's not a knock on anybody in, in the slightest. Um, it is very, very difficult. You have to have a certain mentality to own your own business. And um, a lot of people probably would have been better off uh, working for somebody else. Uh, it is a holding lifestyle. I was raised, um, you know, the, the whole family thing was never work for anybody else. Never. You're a Johnson. You're self-employed. Never 
work for anybody else. So I was like the first generation to go work for somebody else. And I started telling other people in the family, like, this is really nice. (laughs) It's not that bad. (laughs) It's not that bad. I really don't understand why my dad was so against it. I go, I kind of like it. And my brother, he did the same thing. And last, I think it was like last Thanksgiving, him and I were laughing like, yeah, remember dad would, I mean, my dad would preach that to us every week, you know, never work for anybody else. You always work for yourself. And my yeah. brother and I were both joking, like, I don't know about that, man. I mean, I kind of like working for somebody else. You know, I want to circle back to know your strengths. You know, that's really something that you have to look at. And I, I mean this, and I know you do too. And it's not just know your strengths, but what are you? Are you a job site coordinator? Are you a foreman? Are you a craftsman? Are you a salesman? Are you a bookkeeper? You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that need to happen when you start your own wood floor business. Maybe you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Right? If you're a craftsman, well, then you better get involved with somebody who's a bookkeeper or a salesman or, you know what I mean? Because it's tough for, and, and we both had to do it. You had to wear all those hats. Some I love wearing. You know, like me, I loved going out, shaking people's hands, doing the estimate. That was, I was the sales guy. You know, I love doing that. Some people are great at operations, which has nothing to do with sales, which has nothing to do with sand and finishing floors or installing floors, right? There's a lot of different hats. So if you want to go into business for yourself, what I would say to myself is, okay, how do you feel like doing, how do you feel about doing payroll every week? Right. How do you feel like about doing the books every week? Um, and the billing, how do you feel about doing the billing and the estimating? There's a lot of hats right there. So then are you the guy that's going to be doing the work? If not, you got to hire people to do that. So that's something that is another thing Now you're hiring people. Um, so then you, then you got advertising. You, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's so many, then you got to doing the taxes and then you know, so there's so much. So say you love doing hardwood floors. Well, it's got nothing at all to do with owning a business. So, um, you know, the, you have to marry the two together and where do you fit in that? And I, I, the, the, what happens to a lot of people that love doing hardwood floors, the bigger they get, the farther away from doing floors they get. You know what I mean? They'll get to the point where they can hardly touch floors anymore. And they got in it because they love floors. And for some people, that's great. They're fine because for them, they're growing. And, you know, then that's, they're going a different direction. That's fine. But uh, I think it just, uh, like you said, you have to sit down, look at a business plan and really understand where this is going to go and what are the goals in 10 years? Uh, because there isn't a safety net. You know, there, there are a lot of people that there, there isn't the, the benefits and everything that, you know, as you know, and I know, we've all had friends that, you know, they get every weekend off and they get four weeks off a year, no matter what happens. You know, they're taking four weeks off or six weeks off, whatever. Much more difficult to do that when you own a business. For some people, for some people, it's not. You know what I mean? But most people think that, oh, you work for yourself. You get to take vacation when you want. It's <laughs> usually the opposite. Yeah. No, no. I, I know I've, I've had this conversation with many floor guys. The toughest week of the year, the two toughest weeks of the year, 
or the week before you go on vacation and the week after the vacation. Yeah. And during the vacation, you're just dreading what's about to hit you when you get back. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't, we don't want to discourage anybody, but I think that, you know, it's just like you said, going in eyes wide open, you know, are you a salesman? Are you a bookkeeper? Are you a craftsman? Are you a project manager? All these different things. Uh, can you get a mentor before you get started? What were you? Uh, I, uh, I was a craftsman. I was going to say, I, I bet you were the craftsman. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, when you asked me, uh, did I have a mentor or did, or did I have financing or anything like that? All I knew was I knew I wanted to make $2 and 75, to, 75 cents a square foot. That's what I knew. Because that at time in 1982, uh, that's where the, 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 the guys that, that were making a lot of money. That's what they were charging. That was it. That was my goal. I didn't know why I wanted that number. That didn't make any sense as far as my overhead or those type of things. We did fine because, you know, we were small and whatever. And then, but, but from there, I learned the business. I didn't learn the business until about five or six years in the financial side to wrap my head around all of it, where I felt like, okay, I, now I know why I'm doing things a certain way. Now my bids make more sense to me. Um, I'm not just putting a number out there. They have a reason when someone wants a discount. I know exactly what my costs are. I know exactly if I can afford to give this guy a break or not. More times not. Um, and um, so, so, and so this was the business plan you would walk into the bank with. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. This a blank piece of paper. Go. Can you give me 30 grand? This is yes. This is what I want. So, so if you tie in this show and some of the other shows we do and listen to Chris Zizza. Uh, we had on another show and he talks about what your real costs are. Uh, and then not to mention, then we get into the craftsman side of if there's a claim. The shows that we've had with uh, with uh, um, John Namba and uh, uh, um, uh, Howard Brickman. You know what I mean? So those all those skill sets, all those knowledge that, that you have, then buying the right tools that, and the sequences that's going to make you the most money. There's a lot. It's like, a, as a matter of fact, you listen to all three years of the, our podcast in there, there's a, should be a college degree on the flooring business. Really? If you look at the fire safety class you talked about finishing classes and adhesive classes that we've done and, and so many different uh, people that we've, the guests that we've had on the, the, the topics that we, we talk about, I mean, it was much as you and I joke around, but I mean, you look at it, we've had between the two of us, we had 80 years of, of, of experience in this business, 80 years plus. So, um, you know, there's, uh, there's some knowledge here. We truly are the juggernaut of, of Wood Floor Podcasts. Of course. The juggernaut, baby. Yes. So, anyhow, like I said, we don't want to, we don't want to discourage anybody. But I think if you start, if you're going to start with a, this is what I want to do, look at the whole picture. Just something you don't jump into real quickly without sitting down and being honest. And I think also being honest with yourself. You know, I, I'll tell you when I, a, a guy that I knew was going to fail in this business, and uh, I feel bad about it, but I knew this guy was going to fail from the very beginning. Is when he, he showed up. He only had a, a couple years of experience doing floors. Um, he showed up with a brand new trailer, brand new sand, a brand new van that his grandmother bought for him. And I thought, things don't come that easy, brother. Not my world. You got to have some skin in the game. Yes. And in two years. You got to have some skin. Yeah. Yep. 
I just think that he thought it was going to come much easier than it did. And he thought, and he went off and started hiring people real quickly. And, uh, you know, he didn't last long in the, in the business. So, uh, well, uh, you know, that probably leads to another, another one about if you're going to start your own business, he probably didn't have a lot of passion for the business. He probably thought, ah, this is the way I can make some money. Well, it's funny. uh, I'm glad you just said that because there is a camp that gets in this business that, that are like, okay, maybe I have a, I have a degree in business or whatever, or I, I've had business in the past. I know how to run businesses and they get into our business and they realize this business is not like a lot of other businesses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, there's so many variables in this business. It's a very tough business to be in. So I have seen that model too, where people come in and just think, Oh, well, it's a business. I, I'm a, I know how to run a business yeah. and then not have the knowledge and the technical part down. And I've seen them fail. But on the flip side of that, Rob, we've both seen people that are in this business that maybe own retail stores or got in the flooring business that don't have a background in flooring and done exceptionally well because they are good business people. You know what I mean? Yes. So I think and there's a lot part of the people that they probably hired, especially your craftsmen. Yeah. You find a good passionate guy. Now you get now you get something to build on. So somebody uh, I, I seen a I seen a thing on um, on uh, Facebook where someone says LeBron James would have been one of the best uh, um, wide receivers in the NFL at six foot eight and all the tools that he had he would have been one of the best and I'm I'm calling BS on that maybe maybe not there are some wide receivers that don't look like anything that are great because they have a you know what I mean they have a, a toughness about them a mental toughness about them and different things they whatever their, their strength is, they play that strength to, to the, you know, I don't know if LeBron James can come across and they don't take a hit from Ray Lewis. You know what I mean? Just because he's a big, big dude, he's got, he looks like the, the guy, doesn't mean anything. So you get in the floor business, you might be, you know, very poor, not have anything and become very successful because you have the mental toughness and the drive and everything to do it. So you might come from a, a college background where what have you, and that, that's your, you know, so, guess what I'm getting at is it, it comes down to the drive that you have, the passion that you have, uh, the decisions and choices that you make. Uh, I think there's room for everybody. I think, and, and, and the good news about this is I do think it's a wonderful business. I do. I love the flooring business. I always have. I think there's, like I said, there's so many great people in this business. And um, uh, so find your way, but just find out what your strength is if you're going to do this. And, um, and there you go. So, all right. What else you got, Rob? Anything else you want to touch? Yeah, man, you got to have a powerful message. You got to have yeah. a powerful message, and to go with that powerful message, you have got to be powerful on social media today. Okay, goes right back to our Erica Kitsy uh, episode it, it, on social media. Couldn't talk more about it. Absolutely. Go, go, go! Listen to that that episode with Erica Kitsy, and uh, and. Uh, she talks very much about how important. So, and, and also, like you said, your core values, what you stand for, and don't advertise to the masses. Find your niche. You know what I mean? What makes you different? If you're going to get into business, I think you have to have, and maybe I'm stealing your thunder here. I don't know. But you have to have what makes you different than the next guy. Why would I hire you instead of all the other 10 guys that, that are in, the, in my same city? 
What makes you special? What makes you the guy that I should hire over everybody else? And you better know what that is. You better have the answer to that. You better know if someone asks you that question, why? And that should be your core value and what you believe in. So didn't somebody ask you that? My, my, my father-in-law, I had no answer. I was a young kid. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was eating, eating lunch with him and he goes, why would I hire you? And I told him all the thing everybody says, oh, well, I'm good at what we do. We have great tools. We have blah, blah, blah. They kept saying, you're boring me. You're boring me. The next guy told me the same thing. Why would I hire you? Tell me why I'd hire you. And I had no answer for him. And it really made me sit down and think, what makes me more different, special than the other guy? And when you come up with that answer, then it's a very powerful way to go, go, go to work every day. So that was a, that was pretty cool that he, he, he asked you that because that gave you a completely different mindset. Yeah. I married his daughter and he see the writing on the wall. He need, how's he, how's he going to support her? Okay. Rob. But, uh, you know, we did that social media, um, one with Erica Kitsy. anybody starting a new business, go back and listen to that one. But, um, didn't we do a TikTok one with Aaron Chiefs? Yep. Yep. We did one on TikTok with him and also Josh Hansen. That's definitely one. Cause I remember, um, <laughs> Lenny Hall heard that and he's like, great. Now I got to go out and start a TikTok, you know? So man, that social media and someone, you know, so many of us are floor guys, you know, we like doing the floors and everything. We, you know, some guys are, and actually now I think when you look at some of the really successful guys in this, they're powerful on social media. Yeah. Yeah. And the surprising thing that I learned from, the Sheaves kid was how tough that is. Yeah. Aaron Sheaves. How long that takes to do. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something about that. All right. I think to a point. I think also there could be a negative backlash to that. Is I wonder now, I'm starting to see so much of it. I wonder the, the amount of time that's put into the into the social media, if you're really getting that investment back out. Uh, I do, I would, I'm starting to really wonder that I'm questioning it now. I'm not saying, you know, I'm for, for, for cert, for sure. Some people do, but for others, I don't know what it's really doing for them. Is it really meeting the core core audience that they need to meet and what have you, uh, the amount of time they put into it. And as we did a show not long ago in the past, we realized the number one reason that people hire someone is a, is a referral from someone that you did. So the amount of time you put in social media, the amount of time you do these type of things, if you had done one more thing for that customer on a job, send her flowers, do something to extra, do one more thing that no one else does, would that be a better investment? You know what I mean? Then, then the social media, all the social media stuff. Because like we said, the number one reason people hire somebody is they got referred by a friend or somebody they trust. So I think that's a, another consideration. As I'm seeing more social media, it's making me question that a little bit more than, than, uh, than in the past. So, Wow. There you go. There you go. That yeah. was right from the horse's mouth, everybody. That's Thank a, you. That's a Wayneism right there. Yeah. There you go. And you know what? I'm a sales guy, so I'm easily sold. You got me thinking. You do have yeah. me thinking on that one. There you I go. Think about when you said send flowers. I'm thinking about that uh, contractor that came to a school up in Toronto, and two weeks after everything's done, he sends the people a plant. And now That's in Toronto, right. 
he's the plant guy in Toronto. And yep. he said, I have people, I'm doing estimates and they're asking me, do I get a plant? You know, is this enough money to, you can do, you know, cause so-and-so got a plant. He goes, it's hysterical. He goes, I'm not getting jobs because I do good work. I do got, uh, I'm getting jobs because I give a plant and I'm the plant guy. One of the students turns around and he goes, oh my God, you're the plant guy. I've heard about you. People have talked to me, but. So he, he found his niche. He found his niche, man. Yes. There you go. Yep. Okay. All right, Rob. I think that's a lot for people to, to, uh, to consider. And um, even if you've been around an old guy, like uh, you or I has been around for a long time, I think there's something in there too for you uh, to maybe just think about. Um, so there you go. Rob, I appreciate it as usual. A pleasure, buddy. Yep. Good to see you. I'll talk to you down the road for sure. Um, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode.